Hi there, and a very warm welcome to Rising from Falling. My name is Judy Setting, and this is number 34 on Humility. Dear one, my intention is to share how I and others rose from difficulty so you may traverse trials, possibly to a better place and or fruitfully change. These concepts I write about and talk about continue to enable me to see challenges differently, well, more often, and helped me turn adversity into gifts. I acknowledge that the thought of this may be uncomfortable or a bit hard to take, especially initially. There are times I find it rather like chewing nails. As Ryan Holiday wrote in The Obstacles the Way, you don't have to like something to master it, or use it to your advantage. Profound difficulty seated in me, a willingness to yield to new options, think outside the box, and consider the oft-overlooked, undervalued, and misunderstood humility. As noted here in an article linked on the website, researchers define humility as characterized by an ability to accurately acknowledge one's limitations and abilities and an interpersonal stance that is other-oriented rather than self-focused. Historically, perfectionism and ego prodded me that external accomplishments, appearance, and self-aggrandizement were where much value lay, confirms Vicki Zakruski in UC Berkeley's Greater Good magazine. Upon having my life ash, I faced how finite and fragile life is with zilch guarantees and how much I had to discover, sobered and rocked to my core, more awareness of my weaknesses and strengths, humility slowly crept in. Accepting more of my imperfections, I found I also opened to new ideas, advice, and criticism, per Vicki Zakruski. From profound loss and challenge, ego's shouts diminished, while humility, a welcome antidote, smiled her sweet face. Dr. Bernie Siegel's book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, describes cancer survivors who, to me, are risers from fallers, had a willingness to look foolish, make mistakes, and laugh at themselves. Ah, humility. Each morning, these words, by two viewing, remind me that instead of pushy perfectionism, the way is not through force, not through hubris, but through humility and dedication. Leaning into humility, for me, looked like aiming towards discernment in lieu of judgment or criticism, by silently listening when a dear other is struggling, or asking caring questions. It's refraining from telling another what to do or chastising. Serving others, be it by surprising a loved one via making his favorite dinner, or volunteering to help those in need, graciously focuses on others instead of ourselves. Being honest when something is not understood or unknown, just saying, I don't get it, or, huh, suffices. Giving credit to others when tis due. Softening too, and accepting others' varied ways and perspectives. These don't have to mirror our own. Often learning can occur instead of rejecting differing views. Admitting errors, 
simply, oof, I messed up, truthfully owns the oopsie. Leaning into mistakes as training per Ryan Holiday. Mistakes really are practice. This can create unlearning of what's no longer useful or what was previously erroneously thought to be fact. And or considering ahead of time that it's okay to be wrong in order to maybe incrementally be more right. For more ideas on practicing humility, take a peek here on a link on the website. If a part of you still feels averse to humility, I hear you. Formerly, I thought humility was doormatting, aka being a doormat. It was eye-opening to discover that there's strength and truth to humility. Ego or pride decreases and grace or divine assistance increases. Humility can open paths through challenges where perfectionism's rigidity can build barriers. In the documentary, The Way I See It, character traits that great leaders display and embody in times of crisis lists first humility, the ability to be able to acknowledge error and learn from your mistakes. Wise decisions involve entertaining, listening to, or learning from multiple viewpoints. In reading about leaders like Lincoln, FDR, Teddy Roosevelt, Humility enabled their leading the U.S. through incredible challenges. Gandhi, another humble leader, accomplished quieting his ego while leading powerfully. He lived these words. I claim to be a simple individual, liable to err, like any other fellow mortal. I own, however, that I have humility enough to confess my errors and to retrace my steps. As I increasingly learn about humility, the more I aim to cultivate it, which requires practice, practice, and more practice. The gifts of a reduced ego are worthwhile. In acknowledging oopsies and becoming vulnerable, one is seen and heard for who he or she really is, which builds bridges with and to others. The more I realize, the more I recognize how much more I have to realize. This knowing to the center of my soul helps me with humility and creates a deep desire to continue discovering and sharing with you, which makes my heart hugely smile. With imperfection, humility, and big love, Judy. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And you. If you'd like to check this out, it's on the website at risingfromfalling.com or care to subscribe and get current content as this is archived content, you can subscribe there as well. Thanks again and take care.